Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I am so, so, so glad to hear and see and feel your energy and vibes. Thank you to everyone who is has tuned into Conversations with Toy. And if this is your first time, I say this every episode, I don't want this to be your last time. I hope that when you come into this space that you feel energized, you feel heard, you feel like somebody gets it and gets you. That is the hope for when you're in this space, because we talk about so many things from, you know, just general life. We talk about relationships. We talk about self-care. We talk about mental health. I always want this space to feel because it's hard when it's not a two way conversation. But I want this space to feel when you're listening to be safe. Um, I try to live my life. I try to attempt to live my life in this much as a non-judgmental zone only because one I just don't think it serves anybody to have like these certain pretenses when we come in and we talk to people or we get to know people and for me my life has always been so all over the place especially in my earlier 20 year 20 20 years old years I guess or what is it my early 20s I'm having like a slow night tonight and because of that like I'm in no position to judge somebody by their decisions so that is the premise again when you come here you know I have opinions we all have them but to be malicious in my judgment I just try to reserve that to myself I'm probably my biggest critic and I'd rather do that than to turn somebody away by my 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 looks of judgment by my actions of judgment by shunning someone when you know we're all trying to live the best life that we can so welcome to this space I hope that this is again not going to be your first if this is your first time that it won't be your last that you'll come back and listen again it's a great time to listen I listen to podcasts again when I'm cleaning when I have that moment to sit down and oftentimes I listen to podcasts when I'm working because kind of helps keep my focus in a way and I I can always tell when a podcast is getting really really good because I'll just stop mid-sentence um just to you know stop what I'm doing is you know whatever with work and just put a little pause so I can lean in a little bit so I hope that you're going to lean in a little bit during these conversations that we have this is season three I believe this is episode number seven and we're just on a road um this is fairly new podcast I'm really really new to this space but new or not listen I'm here And it's just time to rock out. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and happy Friday to you. Let's get started. So last week we were talking about difficult people and really just having adult relationships. They're not as easy as they were when we were kids, right? When we were kids, our standards were a little lower because we didn't know enough about life, right? Maybe I'll just talk about myself. I didn't know enough about life, about what I, who I was what I needed to expect, what a real relationship was supposed to look like. And and I'm not talking about just romantic. I'm talking about all aspects. So when it came to 
friendships. For me, friendship started off with the whole, you know, what's my favorite color? Oh, we all like the same thing. I like the same thing. And it kind of just graduated to, you know, this long or enduring relationship. And, you know, as I got older, relationships were tested. And that was really difficult for me because it, especially in my 20s, it was like my understanding that, you know, if a diff- relationship was difficult, it was just time to cut it off. I just and the thing about it is, is I'm not a type of person that's like anti or against conflict resolution, meaning, you know, having a disagreement with another person coming to the table with that disagreement and then being mature enough to discuss it. It wasn't, I guess in a way it was, but it was more or less just because it's just like I didn't have the wherewith or the mental capacity to feel like I needed to just continue something. I just felt like when you're in your 20s, you know, you can just if one friendship doesn't work out, you have other ones that will take its place. Or you'll be fine. It's not a big deal. And you really don't tap in. At least I didn't tap into like my emotions. It was kind of almost like a defense mechanism. So you don't really put in your emotions. You kind of just go with the flow. If a relationship makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Of course, as I got older, I still realized that the difficulty of some relationships, they're not as easy and as smooth selling as you would think. You know, when you get into an altercation, or a verbal altercation, I should say, not necessarily a physical, but when you get into an altercation with a friend, it means a little bit more now because you're older, you know that that's not how things are supposed to work. You know that you should be able to disagree or to agree to disagree. And so you get into these verbal altercations as an adult and you're adulting and you realize that the person that you're dealing with may not fit the mode that you once were. I know for me, I can't tolerate the same type of behaviors and the same things that I would take in my 20s. I'm just not taking that into I'm on my last couple of months of 30s. I'll be 40 this this May. So it's hard for me to fathom that these adult relationships are supposed to get just so easy. Now we're talking about a lot of my relationships. Like at one point, it was only I only had one relationship that was over 20 years. Now, several of my relationships, a lot of them are over 20 years. So the stakes are a little higher because you really feel this sense of like almost like a death, like a like almost like a divorce. When you and your friend break up, it's it doesn't just end. You're not in your 20s where you just feel like you'll bounce back. Like you really felt like you put in the time. And then having to switch gears and switch mindsets just doesn't always fit. So again, it could just be me. But, you know, adulting is hard. You know, I used to I remember having, you know, conversations with my mom growing up and like, oh, I can't wait till I become grown. I can't wait till I become grown. I'm thinking eh, mama was right. My dad was right. You know, you you rush to get grown. Then when you get grown, grown comes with responsibilities. And more than just paying bills, it comes responsibilities and emotions like you are responsible for either yourself or someone else. And that can be a lot. So shout out to anybody that's in their 20s and you're listening and you think that, you know, you're grown, grown. You know, the real definition of being truly grown is when you can stand on your own and you can take care of yourself. Doesn't mean that you're never going to not need help. You're going to need help no matter how strong you think you are, no matter how much stability, stability you believe you have, you will always need someone in life at different variations. And it doesn't always mean money. But when you get good and grown, you get to the point where you literally can stand on your own and take care of yourself. And by taking care of yourself, it's not just how efficiently you can pay bills, although you should be doing that as well. It also comes from the ability to take care of yourself emotionally and mentally. And sometimes emotionally and mentally is the hardest part. You can pay a bill easy, right? Money comes in, you allocate it, it goes out. 
but it's hard sometimes to take care of yourself when you're having so many things on the table. It's no longer just the, the mundane things where you just go to work and you come home. It's a lot of different things. You start getting into relationships. Relationships don't work. It can mess up your mental capacity to love again. It can close your heart to love. There's so many working parts to being grown. So now that I'm grown <laughs> and growing every single day, the challenge is this whole adulting, becoming stronger in who I am, realizing who I am, what do I want? What don't I want? What works for me? What doesn't work? And that's, that journey comes with a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And I've experienced way too many lows, like a lot of them. And I'm not ashamed of it. It is what it is. It's kind of growing pains, right? So we talked a little bit about that. And over the weekend, we celebrated my husband's, I celebrated my husband's 40th birthday, and I took him out, we had an amazing time, we had a staycation, all kinds of great things. However, one of the things I won't get too deep into our conversations, but I will just talk about if you so this is Valentine's Day weekend. So let's just have a conversation. This is not just for those who are already in a relationship or already married. These are for people who just want to listen because you may just want to be nosy or you just want to learn because again, I think everything that people do should be a learning skill. So during our weekend together, we just had some grown ass conversation now, again, because pillow talk is very sacred and very sacred to me. I'm not going to get into every detail, but what I will say is refreshing that when you can find a partner that you finally get to the point where you can actually have adult conversations. And I'm talking about conversations that have probably would have driven a 20 year old in a relationship to break up. It probably would have driven a 20 year old in a relationship or a situation to walk away and give up or to be numb to whatever the conversation, what we were talking about. But we were able to have some extremely, extremely in-depth conversations, some things that we probably would not have been easily to have have done in our house. So during our staycation, again, when you change sceneries, that's why it's so great for you, for couples, whether you're married or you're dating, for you to have consistent date nights, time set apart for you to connect. And even more, especially when you're in a marriage, to try to change your scenery just a little bit. And again, we're in a pandemic, so we did change our scenery. We went to a staycation here at a local hotel and very safely done, extremely safely done. And in that, changing the scenery helped us to connect in a different way. And again, my husband and I have extremely, extremely take it there conversations, which is a refreshing because I know some of my friends who listen to the podcast know what we were like when we were in our 20s. You know, the arguing back and forth, you know, the making the scene like I pretty much probably made love and hip hop look like a walk on a park compared to the scenes and things that we got ourselves into in our 20s. But to sit there and see that we have matured and come a long way and we can have difficult conversations and we can have conversations about understanding and actually listen to one another, like both parties listening, taking it in and receiving the messages that were given and then coming home and applying them. So it's not going on to deaf ears. So if you're in a relationship with someone or you're in a marriage with someone and you're finding that you're not able to have the difficult conversations, sometimes the difficult conversations bring out the best, but it's just sometimes that hesitation and having that because you don't know what's going to happen. Like my husband was talking to me or I'm talking to him and it's like, you don't know how that person is going to receive the, whatever it is that you have to say, good, bad, or, or different. So 
change of scenery was good for us it was able to celebrate him and again pandemic style because the reality if he was if this was like non-pandemic times he probably wouldn't even have been in the country like he even if he just would have taken a guy's trip or whatever the case may be we would have somebody would have been out and about so pandemic style birthdays are different i have my seven-year-old's birthday is coming up this well she's not seven she'll be seven this upcoming weekend it's like different this is her first pandemic um birthday because you know next month in case you didn't know next month it'll be the year that this whole situation in the united states went down with being you know on lockdown and everything else so for her this would be her first pandemic birthday if we're still in this house by may which i anticipate that we will I, this will be me and my oldest second pandemic birthday so we know to what to expect this would be her first and so she's a little deep in the making so that'd be interesting to see how she adjusts like she's seen how we've done birthdays but she just it's adjustment period today's topic we're going to talk about valentine's day but we're going to talk about it in the anticipation of singlehood and being single and I know for me, I cannot speak for singles now, right? Because the game has officially changed. I was talking to a few of my friends and I'm like, if I had to be single right now, to be quite honest, this may be vulgar and it might be time for if my parents are listening to get their earmuffs, but I probably would just have batteries at this point. And I understand why so many single people choose to just kind of stay single. I get it. The amount of games that are played in the single life between just like when you start having a conversation with someone and then taking it, you know, figuring out if you want to take it to the next level. The online dating. Mm -mm. That's a lot. And I think that's too why so many people who have been in relationships for so long, then they enter back into the dating field, especially if they're entering any time within the last couple of years have been extremely difficult for people to get over that hump to really get their minds together to understand like what are you supposed to do like you know when I was not when I when I was single you know I used to always be told by guys and I have a lot of guy friends who would say you know if you really want to date a guy you would have to figure out how to ask the right question that has bothered me then and I'm sure a lot of single women that are listening right now think it's bothering you know bothersome to them now Asking the right questions or asking a question is two different things. And so this thought process that men, not all men, because I don't need y'all in my emails doing the most, but some men who feel like you have to ask the correct question. You can't just say, are you dating someone? You have to say, you know, are you balancing or in between other people that you may not possibly be dating? You kind of have on the side, somebody that you pick up, you text, you got to ask too many questions. You have to ask the quote unquote right questions. And for me, that's hard because for me, when I was dating people, I always got to know people just from, you know, conversation. And maybe I was dumb and maybe not a little bit, but naive, but I don't know. I just always ask straight questions. So maybe either I was asking the right ones and I didn't have that problem or people are just playing a lot more games than they normally would. When I was back, you know, back in dating, like I said, I would be married to my husband for nine years this upcoming August. And we've been together. For at least a little over 12 years as a couple. And then we've known each other for over 20 something years. 
And this thought process of having to go back and ask the right question, this is why people just don't feel like dating. They don't feel like all this game plan. And another reason why a lot of people switching teams, and I'm not against it, do you? Like, don't think that for any second I'm going to be disrespectful to anybody for their sexual orientation. That's just not who I am. And I don't have to drop, I have a gay anything to make anybody feel comfortable in that. What I'm saying is, I understand the reason why, because you just get sick and tired. And now I'm not saying that people who have changed the teams have, or in this whole, I feel sick and tired because of whatever. I'm just saying for me, I probably would switch a team or I probably would just have to keep regular batteries because I just don't have the mental capacity. I would think to start this whole dating process where you have to ask the quote unquote right questions. I don't want to have to go through all that. I don't want to have to go through somebody who doesn't know what they want. And obviously, I feel like the best relationships are those who come in the door, especially when everybody's on the same team, on the same, not the same team, but on the same playing field. Meaning, if you are dating to just casually date, then you need to say that from the very beginning and give me the woman the opportunity to say if I, that's okay with me. But what I have noticed in the dating realm from just talking to friends is that there's so many people who actually men even too will give you the answers that they feel that they want to hear you to hear because again, their objective is to have sex. So they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I want to get married. So yeah, I'm, I'm dating to marry, but reality is they're not. And I think really natural progression, the conversations, the watching them, I think we forget that in dating, it's almost not necessarily an interview in any type of sense, but you have to be watchful. Sometimes a person's actions will tell you something about them that you're not paying attention to their words. You have to look at their actions. Like if somebody is telling you that they're serious about dating, but their actions aren't showing that like they're not calling on a consistent basis. They're not wooing you in the same. They're not trying to date you. They're not really trying to be seen with you in public in certain hours of the day. Like you just have to watch the actions sometimes. Because a lot of times people's actions speak louder than their words ever will. Some people's words sound really, really beautiful, but their action, their follow-up game is really, really weak. So for Valentine's Day, it was, you know, I was just thinking about like the times when, again, the single days when, you know, you would be at work and all the girls and ladies are getting the flowers and they're delivering it to their to their jobs. And you're super upset because you're not getting any of that. You're going home to, you know, no one in particular you know, your girlfriends are all either, you know, dating someone or whatever the case may be. And I used to be the one that would be sitting at home. And I've written a blog about this before, but and in, in, in FYI, I always drop my my blog. But yes, I do have a blog at www.toytime.org. And I blogged about this, about how I was dating this guy. I'll call him Mr. Right Now. And Mr. Right Now had everything lined out. He sounded amazing. He was great on paper. Resume, you know, dating resume sounded really great. And so he was telling me that, oh, he had these different plans and things again, i.e. red flags, you know, not having the time, you know, especially with something like a Valentine's Day that is standard. I think most men know better. They know that if you're dating someone, you pretty much should have some type of plan, something, a rose, a coloring paper, you know, scribble something or coloring book or something, you got to come in the door with something. So that's, again, ignoring red flags. And so I went out with my cousin. And we were out just having a good time, like, you know, hey, he's doing him, I'm doing me. Again, the games that people play when you're dating, and I get to the bar, 
it was actually more like a restaurant, like a lounge, I guess. I don't know. It's been a long time. So we get to this lounge bar restaurant. And who do I see? Cross the way, Mr. Right Now, with a woman. And at the time, I was really like, again, when you're in your 20s, you do 20 year old things. You know, I was the one that would be the kind of woman that would key up your car. I would start a fight. I would make a scene. Again, messy, messy, messy. Like I said, I could have given love and I surely, probably should have wrote the show to be quite, quite honest with you. And so again, this whole, you know, acting up fool, but I didn't act a fool in the restaurant. So what happened was I told my cousin what was up. We ended up leaving. I went, changed clothes, switched cars and pretty much did this whole like stalkerish, you know, Jill Scott with my flats on real low, blah, 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 you know, doing my whole thing. And when I think about that now, I think about how ridiculous I probably was looking, acting, you know, because again, there probably were so many telltale signs that things were going left or that it really wasn't as much as I put in stock in it and how mentally and emotionally had given everything and thought everything was great. But the reality was, <laughs> child, it was not. So here I am in my 20s when I really should have just been out here dating. You know, we give Lori Harvey such a hard time, right, about you know, she's collecting all the affinity stones. But let me tell you something. She is dating the way she should be dating. Had I had that Lori Harvey power, I probably would have been out dating whomever, flipping whatever, doing whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I in my 20s, and I had to be like, this had to be like at least over 25, about 25, 26. And no, it has to be like 24, 23, 23, 24, something like that, early 20s. And I'm in the bar trying not to have a fit, hollering at my table. Thank God it was a bar because, again, nobody would have, you know, other than, than my cousin would have known that anything was left. And I remember leaving again, changing clothes, changing cars and showing up at his house unannounced. Bad move on Valentine's Day as if like, what did you think he was doing? Like if he was at the bar or at the lounge or whatever the case with her, what did I think he was going to be doing? But again, the games that we play. And so I remember having this whole thing. And then, of course, I stayed up almost like when we stayed up at Stalkerish. Like we were there for quite some time. Like we saw the sun come up. So now I got to get to get back home and I got to get dressed. I got to go to work. And then I get to work and then he sends me flowers the day after. And you know that. When you're young and when you're dumb and when you don't think, I went for the whole, oh, now I know he didn't know, or maybe he did know, but he didn't know that I, in my mind, don't believe he knew that I had been waiting for him or I had seen him because again, I had switched a car from someone he didn't even know. And so it's like, you do all these things and then it's like, for what? Him and I are not together now. It's not like I can say, you know, it worked out. It was my husband. Like, it's not. But that's the type of thing, that type of type of mental anguish that I played with myself. Like, you know, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I have to be with someone. I have to be receiving these gifts. I have to be doing these different things. And, you know, there's a lot of women that receive these things on Valentine's Day. No lie. And who wouldn't want to be showered with gifts? Like we try to make it seem as if these desires of wanting these things are wrong. And they're not. I wanted it too. That's why I was in my flats in a different car stalking him out all night long like uh, man to go back and recorrect some wrongs <laughs> but I needed those lessons right and so 
he sends the flowers to the job. And so again, me being young and dumb, I act like as if this whole situation the whole night before, as if I'm not exhausted from stalking him the whole night. And I was thinking about today because, you know, it's Valentine's Day week. So I tend to listen to a lot more R&B, you know, getting all in my romantic feelings, yada, yada, yada. And I was just thinking about certain songs. And I was like, girl, you was just doing the most. I won't say I was dumb. I'll say I was just in my 20s, right? Things that 20 year olds would be doing. Now, it probably wasn't the best use of my time. And because I'm obviously not married to him and I'm married to my amazing husband, it obviously was a waste of my time. And ridiculous when you think about it but again it's a something I can talk to my daughters about not trying to not to do it's nothing wrong with wanting these things for Valentine's Day absolutely not I think every woman should be wine and dine to the fullest extent and shower it with as much really they're just tokens of 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 love they're not true love because you know there's some women who don't get anything except it be their birthday except it be Christmas except it be an anniversary except it be valentine's day right your birthday anniversary christmas little things like that i would hate to be the woman that only got them on these big days and then didn't get any type of anything for the rest of the year and then there are some people who don't have them like they don't do valentine's day like they believe it's you know the whole you know overly spent holiday is not a big deal so they don't even shower or do anything for valentine's day and i think that's super dope i think that if you were a couple and you're like listen we do not celebrate valentine's day but the both of you are on the same page i think that is super dope the part that's not super dope is when you try to convince yourself that because you because your husband or your boyfriend says that he doesn't want to celebrate valentine's day and then you go and agree with him and that's not who you are i think that's what's not dope I think that for me, like my husband knows that I'm extremely a holiday person. I don't care if it's National Wine Day, if it's National Wear Red on your hat, on your on your leg day, if it's wear a, a square uh, tie on your on your on your on your arm day. I'm always about holidays. I've always been that way. I've always been really giddy about holidays. And so holidays are big for me. I never really hid that part but I never really wanted to show that softer side again I've had a lot of different things that has happened to me with especially when it comes to dating so you go through these phases where you don't really show up as your most authentic self it's almost like going to a job interview and then coming in as one personality but then really truly being a different one and they're just like who's the girl that you know we didn't meet her on the on the when we interviewed where's that person so that's how I used to show up you come to these to the dating world your marriage not truly being who you are because the other person doesn't agree and so just to get this man to lock him down to not be alone to do whatever it is that you're doing you water yourself down to fit someone else that is when it's not dope that is when you're really just not you're not being who you're supposed to be so you're not truly finding out the person that you're trying to attach yourself could truly be if you were in your space holding your space and so for me, holidays are important. So I could never show up whether I was married to my husband or not and really try to act like Valentine's Day or any holiday wasn't important because it is. So if you're a woman right now who's already given your husband or your boyfriend these ideologies that you don't need anything and you don't want anything, but then you secretly are jealous about other people around you that get stuff, 
and you are becoming attitudish and really off put on Valentine's Day because you're in your feelings because again, you never expressed them because you're you're the only one in them. Right? You didn't share that with someone else. You're holding that like we don't need we don't need but you really do. You're not being who you need to be. And you're not showing up the best representation of who you are. For me, I don't even play that game. My husband knew that I was into holidays. I came in the door. Hey, I love holidays. So when it comes to holidays, we try to celebrate as many as we can. So Valentine's Day would be no different for us. And I'm not watering down my happiness and joy about celebrating holidays to make him feel a certain way so that I can just such so I can have my last name be different, right? Sometimes we do things in a dating situation just because we want to appeal to the other person. And again, You'll never get that other person's true essence when you're not truly who you need to be. But that 20 year old toy, 20 year old toy, (laughs) she showed up and was like a chameleon. If the guy wanted this, I'm going to switch up for that. And you know what? That's why none of those relationships worked. Because I wasn't truly able to see myself like one time my husband and this was my husband. When we were dating, he would say, you know, you're such a I wish people could see the part of you that I get to see. And that was because for everybody else, I wanted to be hard and strong and and never soft, never gentle. And again, yes, that spot, that space can truly be reserved for my husband. But it doesn't mean that everybody else have to lack the true essence of who I am around me, even if it's just a friendship. Being who you truly are makes the relationship so much more. Because you really get to go back and forth and you really get to see, you don't have to, you don't come into the door with blinders. So I say all that to say, I wasn't really doing the best I could to date in my twenties. And I wasn't dating the way I would have wanted to to date in my twenties. Because again, a lot of my dating too was based upon other people. You know, I have to date a certain guy because my parents would be proud of that and seeking their, their approval. Although I still dated the guys everybody that my parents didn't want that was another phase date everybody the opposite just because you just wanted to make your parents mad how dumb so now I've wasted my time spent money to go out and look cute and do all these different things and have nothing to show for it right dumb I won't even call it dumb I'll just say being 20 I think everybody in their 20s, this is the reason why for me, I think that if you are not like in a college situation, people think that college is all about being successful enough to say that you make a certain amount of money. There are so many mad people that do not go to college who make a lot of money and who are successful in whatever success means for them. For me, college wasn't about just being successful. College was about learning who I was, experiencing life. Had I not gone to college, I probably would be completely even more sheltered than I was when I first went to college. And so, again, dating and being who you are, like if you truly want to be married, stop telling stop telling men that you don't want to be married. If you truly want to have children, don't tell a man that you don't want children just because, again, you want to appeal to to whatever side that he's bringing because what if that man really ain't for you like really what if God really wanted to give you something better but because you keep sugar down your your answers to the questions that he's given you and you're afraid that the dating situation will be over it's probably better for it to be older over in the beginning than to wait till you're deeper in right then you just come out the what we're talking about we and now I'm different this is who I really am 
doesn't work that way. It's not successful that way. Like I remember, I never told anybody that I didn't want to be married. I might have said marriage is not in the cards for me right now, which probably was true to a certain extent. But it was because I heard them say, oh, well, I didn't want I don't want to be married. So then you say, well, I don't want to be married right now. You know, marriage is not in the card. We can just see what happens when reality is you really do want to be married. If you really want to have children, you need to tell somebody that there's no reason for you to date somebody, especially as you get older and you tell somebody that you don't want to have children. And they're sitting there saying, man, I really want to have kids. Because there's some people who say they don't want to have kids and then they don't want to have kids and they don't want to have kids and their partner secretly or openly wants to have children. It just becomes a waste. So to all my single ladies, to all my single men, Please, when you start dating, show up who you need to be. Be who you really, truly want to be. Like, do not show up as another person, as another representation. It's not going to be beneficial. So what have been my go-to for, we're going to switch gears to like self-care, self-love, because I think the self-love is so important. You know, to not love yourself, you really cannot really bring somebody into your heart you cannot open yourself up to true love when you don't love yourself and when you attempt to do so without self-love please take it from me if there's somebody listening it's like oh I don't need trust me you need to self you need to self-care you need to self-love this week's um, self-care moments for me have been something as simple as going to Dunkin Donuts and getting the new pink velvet macchiato now this is not a not an ad but honestly first of all I didn't even know I liked liked them And so, of course, I get mine with oat milk because I'm vegan and a little bit of sugar. And let me tell you, I've had two this week, one last weekend and then one this week. And I'm telling you right now, pure joy. I don't know what they put in it and I probably shouldn't even ask, but I enjoyed both of them. You know, self-care, people make it so big, but it's really just finding the things that make you truly happy at the moment. Now, I don't mean for a moment, but at the moment, because we need different things at different moments. And for me, that Dunkin Donuts drink was everything. Another thing that has been helpful for me, music has been on blast this week. I probably have gotten more work done with music on than I have without it. So the I think there was two days this week I struggled because I didn't have my music on. And the second I put music on and it really just helped, like it really helped to get my work done. So that's been a self-care moment for me this week, you know, increasing my music, enjoying the the favorite drink that I really liked. And two has been my number three has been rest. I started this week with so much gratitude and rest because we took the staycation. It was just really good to just have a rest. And that moment I let that spirit of rest take me through for the rest of the week. Those have been my three self-care moments. So again, rest was my my last one the second one or the first one was the the drink from Dunkin Donuts just called the pink velvet macchiato and music has been my three go-to's for the week we all need something each week each week for me gets very different actually every day looks very different but those three have been the top of my list for self-care see self-care sometimes is not really a bubble bath or a massage although I am due for like a whole massage. I need my whole body worked out. 
But self-care is really taking the time to know what you need at that moment. Sometimes for me, self-care is saying no to something that I just cannot put on my plate. Sometimes for me, self-care is coming into my door in my room and shutting it and watching something on Netflix that is just truly for me. Self-care looks differently, especially in a pandemic. I have been really gravitating to really truly finding out and slowing down a little bit too. slowing down has helped. It truly has helped. So let's talk about one story in social media world. We're going to talk about trade songs. Now I am married, but I am not blind, right? Let me repeat that. I am married, but I am not blind. Now I know you might say, well, how would I feel? How would I feel if my husband was online and he had saw a woman and da, da, da. Let me be very clear. If you go, if you have the privilege of being on my husband's um, social media, if you just go through his friends list, you already see that he's already outbeat me on seeing anything that he needs to see. Those types of things do not bother our marriage. For your marriage, that might be a big thing. For my marriage, that does not bother me. Right? We're talking about anybody who has um, a verified uh, badge. We're not talking about the girl from next door. And I know some people say, well, if he's looking at that, he'll look at that. I cannot help where that man's eyes go, right? I cannot hold his anatomy in my hand. I cannot take it off when he goes out to, with his boys. Or not that he's going anywhere in a pandemic, but even if he was, I cannot hold it. I cannot stop this man from being whoever he chooses to be. What I can ask is that when he is out, is that he respects me when he's out. That he makes decisions for, the, for himself that would reflect him and his family. And the day that he decides to make that decision that goes against this house and this family and separates our love for each other in any type of disrespectful way, then he and I, who has had an amazing weekend this past weekend, have to, we have already discussed what our next steps would look like. So he and I have a very good, very good understanding. So for me to say that I am obviously aware of Trey Song's because it was all over the internet. Like you couldn't log on anywhere without hearing about Trey songs. Now, let me just be very particular Now, Twitter. I don't know what they don't have no type of filter on Twitter. Facebook is like LinkedIn is where you go to be professional, right? And then you have Facebook where you just show off your friends and your family. And you just want to connect because you just love Jesus and you love your friends and you just want to show off that. But then when you go to Twitter, Twitter is ratchet king kingdom right there. Twitter is can be very professional. I am I am very professional on my professional page, but I do have two um two different profiles. And so yes, Twitter has become the I don't even know what the word for it is, but if you go on Twitter you can find anything that you you've missed on Facebook or you've missed on Instagram, you can definitely find it on Twitter. Twitter doesn't have a blockage of anything. And it's no wonder, no wonder why they have all these blockages on President Trump and whomever else. Because listen, they, they kinda let anything go over there. So anywho, on Twitter is where I discovered where everybody was talking about when they were talking about Trey Song. So if you haven't heard, Trey Songs is out here letting everybody know what he's working with. And there's a video where this female is doing things with him. And uh, that is the whole thing. So everybody's in an uproar. Some people have been in an uproar because, again, you can't see his face. But the girl showing hers, you know, this whole, you know, women shouldn't have to be objectified and men can do what they want. I'm not here to discuss that. What I'm here to discuss is that it happened. So this is what Twitter's been in an uproar about. 
really social media has been uproar about is Trey Song. So again, like I said, I am married, but I'm not blind. My eyes did not take. They don't run off when you see a fine man. When I'm with my husband, I don't let my disrespect. I don't ever get disrespectful. And I expect him to do the same. When I see a fine man, I see a fine man. If I'm with my girlfriends, I see a fine man. I see a fine man. I'm not getting fine man's number. I'm not touching fine man's body. He's not touching me. We're not sliding into the DMs of even social media. None of that. Again, people are are married. Do need to respect their significant others. But to act like you're blind as if you ain't going to never see a fine man. Like, let me just say my husband, you know, I love my husband. I think he's the best thing since sliced bread, but he ain't the only man that's fine right right even he's fine to me but he's not the only man that's fine in this world so again am I going to see a fine man yes am I going to see a man whose cologne may make me you know twinge a little bit I'm gonna see him I'm gonna smell him right if I see a man for me suits is another thing so if I see a man with a suit laid on him I'm gonna see him just no different than him seeing a woman with a big behind or a woman who's really pretty in the face or whatever the case may be or a woman that's really well put together or her perfume smells a good way we're going to see that he's going to see that as long as he stays within the confines of our personal marriage and respects himself and respects me do you because again I was always taught and maybe maybe I was just taught off very well could be I was always taught that you just cannot hold a man you cannot dictate to that man he is not my my husband is not my son he is my husband he is a human he is an adult that has to make adult decisions I cannot make that decision for him. I can only influence it by doing what I'm supposed to do. One of the things that I learned in my marriage counseling was that, you know, we always talk about what we want to do. You know, we ain't even finished with the relationship that we got. We already done moved on, especially when you're having like the real show enough, show enough hard times. And my husband and I have been in those moments when you've been in these hard times and you say, man, I wish I was married to. And it's not, it don't even be a person. It's just when you're mine. I wish I was married to somebody different or I wish I was with someone different because the person you're with is not who you want them to be at the moment. You're having a hard time. You're having a difficult time. And one of the things that I learned in my marriage counseling, and this could have even been individual counseling too. I'm not even sure, you know, you know, if you've been following me for a while, I am definitely a woman who believes in therapy. So I couldn't tell you if the, the advice that I'm about to give, it was either in my own personal counseling or a marriage counseling but nonetheless the advice is is that if you would begin to treat your mate with the same level of respect and honor that you feel like you would all of a sudden give to someone else if that person doesn't change after you've given and you've lived in your lived your life with the most upstanding decency respect then it could be a time it could be a situation where you might have to leave you know we fantasize about what we think the next person will be but, you know, we never close and really do what we're supposed to do in the situation that we're in. It's not my responsibility to make him do whatever I'm supposed to be responsible for myself. So we cannot say that because someone else's irresponsibility could lead you to do something else irresponsible. Two irresponsible people made a decision. Even if the other person did something wrong, if you retaliate, you're just as bad as they are. So you have to remain and do the things you're supposed to do in that marriage. Now, I'm not telling you that that means that you have to remain in that marriage if there's abuse and other things going on. If you're ready to go or if you're ready to leave, then leave honorably and let them let that close. But if another person does something, he doesn't give you the green light to use their situation to then do whatever it is that you choose to do. 
So Trey Songs is out here doing his thing. More power to him. Personally, I just don't have nothing to say about that. <laughs> because nothing good is going to come from that conversation. So that has been the uproar on social media. And I think there was another scandal too with another socialite. Somebody else that was online doing the most. Oh, the silhouette challenge. Now, I have seen the silhouette challenge. I think it's a beautiful thing. I just partially think that women and their bodies, we can do some most amazing things. However, some of these men that have been doing the silhouette challenge, I'm going to need you to um, fall back. Some of y'all are just irking me at this point. Um, some of it is not even being done on any type of decent layer. It's just almost like a make fun of the women who are doing it. Now, I just think that people should be able to do what they want to do. And yes, that means men too, even if I don't agree. However, it's been very interesting seeing some of these male silhouette challenges. They've been extremely funny. Now, some of them, y'all don't took it to the whole extreme. Like y'all ain't leaving nothing to the imagination. Some of you men are out here doing worse than the women. The only issue is, and I think, I think it's been going around. And I think I want to mention that is that some people have discovered the way to remove the red silhouette background. So for some of the ladies and some of the men, equal opportunity, who are out here doing that, just be aware. I wouldn't want you to have yourself out there naked in cyber world. And then it gets the wrong person like a boss. Did anybody hear about the story about the man who was working for some bus company and he did the silhouette challenge on his bus and in his uniform and then wondered why he got fired? I don't think you want to be doing the silhouette challenge at work. First of all, that's just too tricky right there. I mean, for me to even do the silhouette challenge in my house with my kids, it'd be impossible. I would really have to wait till like the wee wee hours of the morning, like four o'clock to even pull such a thing because my kids it's, I swear as soon as I go to do anything they're like right there at my foot so yeah the man got fired because he was on a bus his bus route and he was doing the solo challenge nobody else was on the bus obviously but again you can't work for a bus company in a bus uniform on the bus doing the silhouette challenge wasn't working out for him so he's unemployed right now nice body but unemployed And the last social media story that we want to talk about is, of course, the Gorilla Glue Lady. Now, when I first moved to Philadelphia 10 years ago, I had never even used Gorilla Snot. Now, if you don't know what Gorilla Snot is, it is a hair adhesive that is almost like a little thicker than gel. It's like almost like a, it's a mix between the consistency, I should say, is a mix between like gel and slime I personally just don't I'm and I could just be using it wrong I never thought that it was like something that just truly stuck and it did such a great job so I'm always been the girl that's either gel or edge control or let them edges hang out like that's just that's where I'm at so of course the gorilla girl gorilla glue girl is what they're calling her use the gorilla glue onto her hair to make her almost like a hair use it as a hairspray but it is not a hairspray gorilla glue can pretty much glue anything you can glue cement to whatever and it won't move I mean once it's stuck it's stuck so you can imagine if it can if it can glue cement if it can glue bricks that yes it can glue your hair obviously because that's not what it's made for 
So now she has this campaign. She has this GoFundMe account. She's getting flued out to LA to try to get this glue out. The hospital told her it was going to take 20 hours and, um, and to get it out and it would be painful. So now the question becomes, was this a money grab from the very beginning? I can't say that it was. I mean, it's a very compelling argument that it could be, but I can't say that it was because we know none of us was there. Listen, I know that I have used things in a, in a, in a bind, you know, when you're cooking, you don't, you run out of green ingredients. So you, you go to the store and you're like, I'm going to put something else in, but that's not the difference between like, okay, I ran out of cereal. So I'm going to crumble up some bricks and then give it to my kids and say, eat that. Like that's almost the equivalency of it. Cause you're using something that has nothing to do with it to achieve whatever the goal is. For her hair to have been there like this for a month, first of all, if I was ready to take something out of my hair and it did not come out, I don't think I would have waited a month. Like, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have waited a month. Some people are saying that she's mixed it with something else and then that's what the problem is. And now she's trying to sue. Well, first of all, you haven't done your due justice. She hasn't taken any samples right away hasn't been tested to make sure that it's strictly just the glue like there's so many other moving parts I'm not sure she's gonna win that lawsuit like I don't think that they would have to say not to put in your hair for her to lose that I'm not an attorney but I don't foresee she's going to win to win that and so let me just talk about this last part of this podcast and ladies I know Valentine's Day is this weekend and we're going to want to look our best right in all places where hair may be. But I have seen some women now this week, just this freaking week, use somebody permed their vaginal hair. I saw somebody put a wax strip and I guess they must have put it on the inside of the vagina instead of on the actual hair. Ladies, let's let the glue demon just go far, far away from us. Like don't do nothing else with no more glue. Don't put nothing that sticks. Or anything else. If you haven't used it prior to, to, to this week. This ain't the week to experiment. Like I need you to step away from the glue. Just step away from any form of glue. Stop putting stuff on you. Y'all not doing yourself any justice. What was y'all doing all this whole pandemic? Like was y'all not roughing it out like I was? Like I was out here looking a whole mess. I took my, my weave out. My nails was not you know done. You know, I was out here looking real rough. Like why are we. What is y'all doing? Now y'all done got a little bit of freedom. Y'all can go outside. Now y'all buying up all the glue that don't supposed to be at places and y'all messing up y'all bodies. This may not be the week to be putting stuff on your vagina. And FYI, if you have not done it as of right now, trying to do something in the next couple of days, especially if you want any special treatment, this ain't the time for that. You need a couple of days for that to wear off anyway. So ladies, back away from glue, wax strips or anything else if you do not know what you are doing some of y'all gonna mess around and have permanent damage to y'all stuff you ain't gonna be able to do nothing with it okay so I need everybody to back slowly away from glue glue products wax strips anything if you have not done it before today is this week ain't the prime time to start practicing and damn sure not this weekend okay because I'm reading way too many stories on the internet now where people are doing stuff to their vaginas, to their heads, to their eyes. Stop. I need you to go ahead and call a couple of professionals and let them handle that. Come on up off the dough. 
spend the money and let them handle this. Like I'm not putting nothing near my anything for my anything. I'm just telling you that right now. Okay. Because I love me. And I like for my body parts to stay nice and, you know, brown and chocolatey as they always are supposed to be. I don't want to rip nothing off of anything. I'm not trying to be nobody's adult diaper until it's my time years down the line. And I would like to be able to go to the bathroom without problems. So, ladies, I know this sounds like it may be a little left, but take it from the Gorilla uh, Glue girl. Stay away from glue. Stay away from uh, tape. And stay away from these wax strips that y'all be putting in places. You don't even realize you're supposed to hold certain parts down. You can't just throw strips on things. Our bodies are sensitive. Some of y'all are doing the most. And there ain't no way <laughs> this is the time to experiment. You know how ridiculous it is? There's a woman somewhere that ain't getting none who's going to want some. And you out here messing with your vagina on two days before freaking um, Valentine's Day. Messing up the, the game for you and your mate. Or you and your boo or you're you and you're right now. Like, stop it right now. Okay? Just slowly stay away from the glue. I wish Gorilla, uh, is a Gorilla Glue Lady, I really wish her the best. Because, I mean, honestly, this is just way too much. I mean, as the story continues to unfold about how it went down, everything, I'm just sitting here with, like, confusion. Like, deep in my soul, wondering what is happening. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just take five seconds to... Type it into your Google search. Go, you don't even have to do all that. Go into Instagram. If you have social media, just click it in. You'll find all you need to know. But yeah, let's just go ahead and just stay away from anything that could just take any type of skin or anything else. Because I'm telling y'all, 90% of us don't know what we're doing. These people have their skill. They know what they're doing. They went to school for it. None of us went to school for all that. I just like for us to let the professional do the job that they were God creating for do to put on this earth to do. So they will handle you. And if you're in a situation where, let's say, you know, waited to the last minute, you can't get an appointment. I just would rather for you to trim away from your situation and just handle your business. Just stop with this glue. Because this Gorilla Glue lady has set the precedence. And I think some people are at this point. I mean, it's I don't understand how these stories happen. You have one story that will happen. And then all of a sudden, 10 more people will have a story that they're like they just recently got into. So I've been calling it the Gorilla Glue Demon. Some of y'all inviting that demon into your house because y'all sitting over here again, letting this happen. Trying to be a copycat. Let it go. That lady has enough on her her head her her life right now she may not come out of the situation with hair at all i mean i anticipate her to have some type of scalp irritation or something because the one last the last picture that i saw where they finally were able to cut the ponytail out i mean her hair looks mad messed up so i don't understand how much hair she may even have at the end of this i see wigs in her nearest future you can't throw a wig when you put on your vagina. There ain't really too many wigs. There's not transplants that can go down for that. So I just need us to do just back it away. Okay. The weekend is coming. The weekend is here. So I need us to grab our glass of wine. I'm going to enjoy probably a glass of white wine tonight. A glass of white wine. And I'm going to relax. 
I'm going to get my nails done because this is my nail appointment week, not because of Valentine's Day, but because I like to keep good nails and I like the shape of my nails. And I'm going to enjoy. My kids are off for the next couple of days. I'm going to enjoy that. And I have some projects that I'm working on. I'm going to finish those. And that's the, what my weekend is going to look like as I get to celebrate my daughter next week. So I want us to stay safe. If you're living in a snow area and you are experiencing snow like we are, again, I'm in Philadelphia. If you're anywhere close in the Northeast or anything like that, snow has become our life these next last couple of weeks. And for Philadelphia, the, or even just, well, I would say for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we haven't had snow in quite some time. We've had a lot of cold winters, but not a lot of snow. So we've been getting our fair share of snow this, this particular winter. And you know what? Because I'm in the house working like everybody else, it's not personally bothering me. Like as much as I'd be like, oh, snow, but I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. So now the incentive to have to drive in that is so far in between. I am still in my boots, so I actually am even on top of that. I'm not driving anywhere, which is a blessing and a little bit of a curse because I'm so used to being able to get in the car and go. So I can't really do that. And I got to truly wait for my husband to truly take me. But I wish you well this weekend. Again, I'm going to be enjoying my weekend. That is the goal. Resting, relaxing, taking some of that spirit from last week, letting it roll over into this weekend. May not be going on a staycation, but things like rest, things like renewing my mind, things like, you know, doing like a mental aerobics, music, letting certain music flow through me. That is what I've been doing this week. So I hope that if you have been having a hard time with self-care that you just remember that it's not these elaborate things that we again we all desire but try to find something that literally brings you the peace that you need like I said something as simple as a Dunkin Donuts drink for me did it for you it could be just again having a little me time sometimes reading a book is good that's self-care Sometimes journaling can be self-care because just giving you that time to really pause and really get some time to yourself to think. Journaling is an amazing way to do self-care. Super cheap and inexpensive. You can get a book from the dollar store. Begin to write out your thoughts. And remember, when if you are a journal, if you write in your journal like I do, because I do quite often, remember that it doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you. It doesn't have to have the word spelled correctly. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to have any type of alignment. It just has to be you getting your thoughts onto paper. Sometimes that's almost like a therapy. I, for one, look back at all of my there of all of my said therapy, but because I, I am in therapy, but I do look back at all of my journals, like even the ones I have some from like high school. And I just look back at some of the things like some of the recurring things that happen. It's good for that because then you can kind of pinpoint some things. I've also noticed that there are certain times of year from just looking over my journal, there are certain times of year where certain little triggers will happen. It's good to try to go back and reference. Then one of the best things, you know, when you're in your journal and you're mad, you're upset, or you're going through whatever it is you're going through. One of the things that I've noticed in journaling is that I find where I've gotten better. So not all about doom and gloom, not all about bad things happening. Sometimes I can go back and say, wow, look how amazing you just got through something that you didn't think you were going to get through. And my journal will just be a reminder of that. That not everything is bad. 
that some things are good, some things are lessons, some things are growth. So if you are able to get a journal, I would highly recommend it. I mean, if you're working from home like I am, you can kind of keep it near you. If for some reason you're out and about and you're having to work into an office, I usually keep a journal when I was out and about. I would keep a journal like in my purse. Or if you can't get to that and you're just out and about, your mind is racing, you're having a hard time, use your phone. There's always like a note section on the phone and you can literally just type out your thoughts right then and there. And then either leave it there or transpose that to back to your journal when you get home. It's just a good way to process and a good way to put yourself in immediate time. For me, like I said, I haven't been in a crisis situation with this new therapy session that I've been in where I've needed to reach out to my therapist like right away. However, it does allow me to write what I need to write so that when I do talk to my therapist, I have something to go back and look at and say, this is what I was struggling with this week. So that's my little five seconds of journaling. I Listen, I encourage everyone to get a journal and write out their thoughts. Some people are about it. Some people think it's the best thing. Some people do see it as a waste of time because if you're not consistently writing in it, they feel like you can't ever go back. But you can write in your journal like 2018 and go back in the 2019 or back in the 2020 or 2021. Like you can have gaps. A journal is not the place for perfection. A journal is a place to just write your thoughts. It's a place to heal sometimes. It's a place to just write your thoughts. So you don't have to have a perfect, consistent, it's not a blog. It's not work. It's not a requirement. So don't treat it as such. It may take the sting off and actually allow you to be a little bit more consistent with it. But again, doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to look a certain way. Just has to be you. You don't have to write it in any type of style. Some people write a letter to themselves as they as a journal entry. I'm the type of person I just start writing. And my subjects may flow and change even in the midst of the same journal session. And I may come back and drop that and come back and write something completely different. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this weekend. And I think it's President's Day this upcoming weekend too. I mean, I don't, whatever. President's Day, um, like I said, I'll do my best to try to honor the presidents again. Because again, the Office of Presidency is, is a lot. But the reason why we have President's Day if you want to research that on your own, do that. But it is what it is. I plan to spend some time with my kids and love on them and play a little bit, watch a couple of movies. And I hope that whatever you choose to do this weekend, you'll have a great time. And until then, I will see you next week for Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.